Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mitzi and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. I have Sabrina Oso here. She is going to be talking to us about Oso Safe. So Sabrina, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm so happy to be on the show with you. This is so great. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Also safe, I've had enough therapy, off and on therapy, to be comfortable enough to say that I am a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis, and my mother would beat me. So I have a lot of uh, experience, if you will, in that area, unfortunately. But I feel like we're turning pain into power. And we're just using all of that to help other people. And really, we have such a different perspective on the solution that I think this will really make a difference in people's lives, especially children. So, I mean, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to college. I went to university. I studied. I have a computer science degree. I got the jobs. But I was very unfulfilled, to say the least. I didn't like corporate I did not like corporate at all. I'm a dancer. And in therapy, my therapist said, Sabrina, you have to dance. You have it in your DNA. You had to put it on the back burner way too long. I couldn't even think about dance growing up. It wasn't even something I could even mention. So I had to put it on the back burner. It wasn't until I moved out that I, I totally submerged and immersed myself in the world of dance. Luckily, I lived close enough to the city, so I was taking 12 classes a week. I was taking voice lessons. I was auditioning like crazy. I was in all the five boroughs. I was taking all styles of dance, and I loved it. I loved it. I was just, well, and even before then, I was a heavy-duty clubber. I hit all the clubs in New York City, all the clubs. I loved it. I would stay out all night. I was a big, big, big clubber. I love techno. I love trans and tribal. And I just danced my butt off uh, on the <laughs> dance floor. And I really felt free because living at home, I just never felt free. How can you? When you live with violence, you're a prisoner, a slave almost. So not almost, you are. So I couldn't even feel free to dance, to do anything until I moved out. And that's when I really, I was taking dance classes, as I said. And I started writing my one woman show called Home Sweet Home. Mm -hmm. And I basically play different women being abused. She goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's pulled back into the terror of violence. But the show ends really strong, really empowering. And I did a lot of research for the show. And I could not believe, Mitzi, the statistics. I couldn't believe how common this was. And I said to myself, I have to make this into a business, into a bona fide business with products and services. So that way I could really help people. And that's how Oh So Safe was born, really. Yeah, it sounds like it was born out of the passion of change, out of the passion that you knew that this needed to be changed, not just in yourself, but also in the ones that are around you. And I applaud you for that because not a lot of people can say that they took their trauma and turned it into a business and into a helping tool for other individuals as well. And I think that's amazing, you know, because as someone who lived with violence and lived with abuse as well, it's something that sticks with you for the rest of your life. You know, you're never really recovering 
from the trauma, you know, it's just a working day and day process. You kind of like coaching yourself and reminding yourself, you know, what's your new normal now? Because it was embedded with you for such a long time. So I thank you for that. You know, I was reading up and I was seeing that, you know, you promote in the workplace and school environments and things like that. And how do you promote also safe in those different environments that may provoke a different type of violence or a different type of abuse because there's mental abuse there's physical abuse and there's sexual abuse so how do you promote that those different abuses yes excellent question i want to say when people reveal to me that they've been through abuse i want to honor that i thank you for saying that because we don't know each other, right? We just met virtually. And it's very brave to say that to a complete stranger. But when you hear someone else say it, it's a huge bond. It's a huge uh, common thread that it's deep and it's raw. So I want to say, I want to honor your pain, just like I needed my pain honored as well. And for so long, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was either undermined or belittled or dismissed. And so I just want to say that to you. And I'm sorry that you went through it too. Too many of us have. So I just want to say that. As far as promoting marketing, we focus on those three markets. And I'm glad that you noticed that schools, workplaces, and places of residence. But our focus is in places of residence because if you think about it, you are born. And when you go, you leave the hospital, you go home whatever home is for you. And whether you live in an apartment or a building or a two-family home or a little place, a mobile home, it should be safe. It should be your sanctuary. It shouldn't be a war zone. It shouldn't be hell. So then you grow up in your home, then you go to school, and then you go to work. So it's those three places that you spend most of your time in, right? As a baby, and then as a child, and then as you grow up. So we market to, I've taught, I spent 15 years teaching. I did 10 years in dance. I taught dance and then five years as a substitute teacher. So I use that to promote OsoSafe, to advertise, to market it. I'm also a real estate agent. So I use my real estate contacts to promote Oh, so safe. And we're looking to bridge the two. And I could talk more about that later on in the interview as far as the real estate component. And then in the workplace, it's human resources. It goes along with sexual harassment. Uh, This is all we see home violence as a big umbrella. And under that is sexual harassment, workplace violence, school violence, school shootings, bullying, home violence in the sense of, and you mentioned it, verbal, physical, sexual abuse, mental abuse, financial abuse. But we like to keep it in under verbal, physical, and sexual abuse because when you divide things too much, it gets a little confusing. You know, so for example, for me to hurt you, I don't have to touch you. I could call you a bunch of names over and over and over again, but I didn't Mm -hmm. touch you. That's verbal abuse. And that is an attack on your mentality, on your spirituality, on your emotions. 
if again, I don't have to touch you, but if I have access to your money or we're going out and I say to you, well, why don't you just empty out your account? I'll take care of all your finances. Meanwhile, I steal. I'm controlling you financially. That's financial abuse. But we see that almost as physical abuse because it's an attack on your physical being. You can't buy anything. You're stifled. You're constricted. It's an attack on your persona. So, and sexual abuse is pretty obvious, right? Genitalia. And it could be that somebody twists your nipples. It could be that they punch you on your genitals. It could be that they show you pornography. They don't have to touch you, but they could show you bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism material as a child or as a a teen or whatever the case may be. That's all abuse. So I hope I answered the question. Sometimes I go off on a tangent, but as far as marketing it, we've been doing a lot of podcasts. We're up to about over 80 of them just to get people to know that we exist, the products and services that we're introducing into the real estate industry. And like I said, I could talk about that more, but that's the key component is in real estate, making safety a required standard condition of residency, period, over and out. So I hope I answered the question. No, you did. And you're fine if you go on a tangent. Believe me, sometimes my mind will go on a tangent too. And I'm all the way in Timbuktu, but it's somewhere makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) You are perfectly fine. But I am very interested in when you were referring to the real estate and the products that you are trying to let people know that are available. And what are those products that you guys promote that are available for safety? Yes. Yes. I've thought about this. I thought long and hard about this. Like, what did I need growing up as a kid? Would have helped? What would have helped in any capacity? And I said to myself, combining education and technology would have helped a lot. We are introducing into the real estate industry something called the Oso Safe Certification for Properties. I want to point out that we're not a charity. We're not a nonprofit. We respect all of the charities and nonprofits that deal with domestic violence. I don't even like to call it domestic violence because it has such a stigma that it's a woman's problem and clearly it is not. And secondly, it assumes that all of the victims are female and that's not true either. So we prefer to say home violence. It's more inclusive and it's Mm -hmm. people can relate to that more like whoever you live with. You could be getting abused by your grandmother, grandfather, and ex- step-parents, parents, your stepkids, whatever your home environment is. So we prefer to say home violence. We're saying, and we want the OSO-SAFE certifications to propagate over all residency. But right now we are focusing on the landlord-tenant portion of the industry. And we're saying, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us. We'll get your property OSO-SAFE certified. What does that mean? They purchase the OSO-SAFE home sweet home package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. 
So the policy basically states, I as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You in turn as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way, shape or form abusively. Otherwise you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. So there's no surprises. You sign it and you know, wow, I'm living in an also safe certified property. I'm held to a high regard a higher standard. And this helps everybody, all of the tenants. So you know that if you behave abusively, you're going to be evicted. So that's the policy. The second component is the seminar. Everybody gets educated, Mitzi, adults and children, on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline, what constitutes a good relationship. So that way, there's, no, again, no surprises. You can't say, oh, I didn't know that if I pull her hair, that that's abuse. Now you know what constitutes a good relationship, respect, communication, understanding, a practice. So this is all part of the education. It's called the Home Sweet Home Seminar. Then the third component is an app, and that's being updated right now, but it's the OsoSafe app. This app detects violent-like movements and captures them in real time, issuing alerts to the landlord. So let's say a landlord has 10 units and they see, wow, in my unit two, I just saw you beat the crap out of her. And in my unit 10, you just beat the crap out of him. This is grounds for eviction. You knew that this was going to happen. You can't stay in my building acting like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage. You got to go. And I have proof. So it removes the he said, she said factor. And the app doesn't pick up conversations. It doesn't pick up documents, only violence. Mm -hmm. Then the fourth component is therapists. You are required to check in with your therapist once a month as part of your residency. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? Any violence, abuse? Well, Mr. and Miss Therapist, actually, our kid came home with bad grades, just to give an example. And we know we're not going to beat him up. We're not going to verbally disparage him, but help us through this because we don't know how to handle this. So this is all of these components put together. It's on the preventative side versus mm -hmm. waiting for an episode of violence to occur. Then police come, bad news travels fast. Then your well-behaved good tenants leave because they hear maybe in unit 2A, oh my gosh, I can't take the yelling, the screaming. The kids are crying all the time. There's police coming to that unit. I'm out of here. We flip all of that. And we say, well, why? Why keep your well-behaved safe tenants and get rid of the abuser? So all of these components put together makes for safer residency, which makes for a better residency. It's better for business. So this is what we are introducing into the real estate industry. And it's a service that gets paid. So that way, the problem actually gets resolved. Wow. And everybody benefits. 
So there's other parts to it, but I just gave you a synopsis of it all because there's three levels of certification. And another big component of this whole thing is that children have a say where they want to live, especially if both parents are abusive in an OSO safe certified property, they get to say who they want to live with if mom and dad or stepmom, stepdad are abusive. So this is a much better approach versus waiting for the kid to turn 18. By then it's too late because then the kid is going to resort to drugs, alcohol, cutting, self-harm, getting into bad relationship, bad friendship, joining a gang, or commit suicide. Why wait till they're 18 when you could fix it when they're teeny tiny, three, four, five years old, and kids know who makes them feel safe. They know they're not stupid. They may not know math and, you know, advanced things, but they know who respects them. They know who makes them feel safe. They know when they feel free. So, and that's how it should be. So I gave you a synopsis of the Oso Safe Certification and we feel that this is how residency should be. I absolutely agree. That's very amazing that you are starting this and you have done this and you have real estate places and landlords working with you with this app because I could only imagine how many lives could have been saved if that app was there when I was younger or when you were even younger. The lives that could have been saved, like you said, why wait till it's already too late? Why? We need to stop with that concept that it's okay to wait till it's too late because it's not okay. It's not okay because you are preventing so much by just that safety, you know, because safety is priceless. And just to have that safety in your home is literally priceless. You are saving children's peace of mind. Because as you know, when you are a child that's in an abusive home, that safety automatically leaves. That's the first thing that leaves you. So to have that safety, or just to know that as a child that you're going to be living in an environment, that if you feel unsafe, you already know it's already going to be handled and you don't even have to say anything because the biggest problem now is that children don't want to say anything because out of fear, you know, and just to have that is very important, you know, so if anything, what do you do or what advice do you give individuals that may be dealing with fear of not speaking up about these violences that may be happening at home? Yes. Thank you so much for the positive feedback. I really appreciate it. And it means a lot to me just to have that echoed. You know, there are always warning signs, always. It's not like somebody wakes up and says, okay, I'm going to punch you in the face. There's always warning signs before. And it usually always starts verbally, like comments or like even somebody could give you presents, like gifts. Yeah, inappropriate presence. Yeah. Right. Inappropriate presence. And also there's like an underlying though, like, okay, I gave you this, but now you're gonna give me that type of thing. And you feel creepy, right? Like you feel creeped out, like, wow, Mm -hmm. you just gave me sneakers, but I don't feel like you're giving it from the heart. It's like I have to give you something in return. And children even pick up on that. So I wanna say that there's always warning signs, and we teach at Oso Safe. You have to know in your mind, and this is difficult, but especially if you come from violence, you have to know that you deserve to be in a good relationship. You have to say that over and over again until it becomes part of your DNA. So 
the fact that there are warning signs, it's kind of like, wow, there's red flags. I could prevent this from making it even worse. And I'm not blaming the victim. It's not about that. It's about it's about making room for someone good to enter into your life. Why settle for someone who was an abuser when there's other fish in the sea, so to speak, and they want to be there for you. They want to be your partner versus your dominator. So I just want to say that. The other thing is that Therapy, we are big proponents of therapy, as I mentioned. So any therapy is better than no therapy. And don't be discouraged as a victim or as a future survivor, I should say, if the therapist that you're seeing maybe is not a good fit. Don't let that discourage you. You may have to try on a few therapists, so to speak, before you find the right fit. Let that be okay. Don't give up. Don't say, oh, this is nonsense. I The therapy is not working. No, maybe it's the wrong therapist. Not all therapists are created equal. So give it a chance. One thing that COVID has done on a positive note is that mental health is now on people's minds. Like people, I think, are more open-minded to getting therapy or at least consider it, you know? And I Mm -hmm. think that is so important because even if nothing bad is going on in your life, like there's no abuse, but you never know if you're dating someone and you see things are not really right. A therapist can help you get on track and or maybe somebody is sick in your family and you don't know how to deal with it. A therapist could help you maneuver. And we're big proponents of therapy. And also, I want to say we have to teach kids from a very young age, boys and girls, that to become a man, when you start dating women, girls, whatever age you are, in order to become a man, you do not dominate women and girls. That has to be taught from a very young age. And to teach boys that it's okay to cry, it's okay to vent, it's okay to express their feelings. We stifle them so much. Then we wonder why they shoot and why they they're hostile. And we need to, this is another big component of what we do at Oso Safe. Pornography is a big driver of violence. Huge. I'm not talking about sexual freedom. We are big advocates for sexual freedom at Oso Safe. I'm not talking about that. But pornography is about bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. And there is actually a genre of pornography, if I may say, where usually people say pornography, it's the man dominating the woman. And that is the case in many, many, a lot of the material in pornography. However, there is a genre of pornography where the woman is doing the dominating. She is called a financial dominatrix. Her real title should be a paid sex abuser. This is where men actually pay her to sexually abuse them. And they these women prey on submissive men and these men could have children and they rope them in, they get married, they get into relationships and it is a recipe for disaster, especially for the child roped in the situation. Meanwhile, she poses as an upstanding citizen, but she could be your neighbor. She could be across the street. She could be part of your PTA at school if you have children. And she poses as an upstanding citizen. Meanwhile, 
She does convulsing, revolting, disturbing things on and off camera. These women, Mitzi, are dangerous. They are toxic, controlling, manipulative, dominating, and they will stop at nothing to get what they want. So I've been speaking out more about this because they fly under the radar, these women. Nobody suspects women, right? Exactly. And abuse is horrible, whether it's the woman or the man doing the abusing. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that I'm making it a point to say that, that pornography, don't give pornographic material to our sons, our grandsons, our nephews. It's not healthy sexual relationships by any means. So that way they're taught what a good relationship is, whether it's a one night stand, whether it's a long-term relationship, whether it's a couple of dates, it's irrelevant. You treat people with respect. That's it. That's it. It's actually very simple, really. You know, no, I I absolutely agree with you. I thank you for bringing that up because not a lot of people talk about that. It irks me that not a lot of people want to talk about how pornography is not a tool to learn sex. It's not a tool for someone to duplicate and think it's okay. It's not somewhere that they need to go to, to think I need to be that way. That's, that's no one's role model. And you know, people need to think about that and think about the consequences that had led up to today for this to be supposedly okay like this needs to be talked about and recognized and thought about so i thank you for that as well as bringing up the fact that women are going under the radar being very dominatrix how you were saying because it's true it is so true there are so many times where women are dominating these submissive men and it's not fair because men will not speak up about these acts because they feel that they're going to be ridiculed or nobody's going to believe them because everybody believes in the stigma that men are the dominant ones men provoked it and then everything gets flipped around and it's not fair so i thank you for bringing that up and i thank you for having it be a mission on also save that this is talked about because i now i feel like i gotta make a podcast just specifically on that topic because it's true it's a problem it's a real problem that society needs to really realize that it's not okay you know it's not okay to think that this is the way that it will be because we're trying to change it in reality everybody who grew up in that era of thinking that it's okay really realize now that it's not okay that it's not right and, and it needs to be changed right and i applaud the celebrities that are speaking out like billy eilish hugh grant yeah. juliet binoche russell brand how they're saying how pornography messed them up you know and even there's a great ted talk his name is ran gavrielli he's from israel And his title of the TED Talk is Why I Stopped Watching Porn. He's a heterosexual man, and he really does a great job mapping it out, how pornography is the big umbrella, and under that is sex trafficking, child rape, child pornography, prostitution, all of that. And he does a beautiful job illustrating how harmful it is and how 
pornography or a prostitute is no one's dream. Prostitutes, or I like to say, I heard this by Eve Ensler. She, I admire her so much. She's from the Vagina Monologues. She wrote the Vagina Monologues. She said, we should be calling them a prostituted woman. Like it happened to her. Not that she wants, yeah, I want to be a prostitute. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. She came from abuse. That's why she does that. And what about her customers that go to her? Isn't that wrong that you are going to pay for sex from a person who that wasn't their choice? It's no one's choice for crying out loud. So Ran Gavrielli, he just does a beautiful job mapping it all out. And I learned a lot from his TED Talk. So yeah, so it needs to be talked about more. And like you said, it's not okay. It's not healthy. And we're better than that. We're so much better than that as humans, you know. So I'm glad you echo that for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. I guess for those places that children or people in general just don't have a safe environment because they don't have also safe certified, what do you recommend for them if they are dealing with this in their home or, you know, if they're dealing with any type of abuse, what resources do you recommend to people who are outside of your also safe area? Yes. Well, we're looking to have this propagate over, I'm on the East East Coast. So definitely we see this as a, a national, like we're concentrating on the tri-state area, but we want this national and even global because it has global application, right? Violence is everywhere. Violence, yeah. unfortunately, violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction is everywhere. I want to say to people, your listeners, if they are victims, it's a horrible, a horrible existence. Horrible, especially for the children. They're helpless. It's just, they're at the mercy of the parents that are in these situations and they're getting abused, the kids. You can call the police. You can get the restraining orders. You could hire the lawyers if you have the money. You could get the mediators and the parent coordinators and call child protective service agencies and go before the judges. Mitzi, it's a horrible, the courts make horrible matters even worse. And I'm speaking from personal and professional experience. You have judges that I'm sorry to say, have no business ruling on any of these cases for the most part. And like I said, I'm speaking from personal and professional experience. They make such horrible matters even worse. You're better off not even going to court. You're better off. Save your money. You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. These judges say, well, file another motion. These cases are too complicated. They'll blame the victim parent. No, you have to have your abusive husband or father see the kid. And if you don't allow that, I'm not going to allow you to see your kid. I'm going to cut your time. It's ludicrous. Meanwhile, you're showing bruises, cuts, black eyes, broken ribs, broken noses. I mean, doctor medical records and these judges are so... I hate to say it, but it's true. Ignorant, ignorant. They are not informed. And it's almost as if they don't even want to be informed. They want the easy cases, the ones that are, 
are quick to the point. The if it's yeah. if it has to do with drugs or murder, then they'll take it. But anything right. that has to do with abuse, it's like they'll pass it along because it's a taboo for them. And they right. don't want to be the one the the judge that actually does something. And that's ridiculous. Right. It is, it is ridiculous. You're in your black cloak on the pedestal there on the platform. Isn't that what you're paid to do? And all the evidence is in front of you. That's what I see. That everything is in front of you. You're not connecting the dots. It's right there. Judge appropriately. There are children, for example, two-year-old Kira Franchetti, three-year-old Bella Bon, six-year-old Zymir Perkins, seven-year-old Nix Mary Brown. They're dead. These children are dead. They were murdered at the hands of an abusive parent under the watch of the law, a child protective service agency, a judge. Mm-hmm. With also safe certifications, you don't need any of the courts. It's solved right in residency where it needs to be resolved. Whatever we do, everything that we do, we check with lawyers. I have I work with a small team of lawyers on everything that we do. And one of the lawyers is a family law attorney. And she said to me, Sabrina, you are short-circuiting the entire process in a good way. Like you nip it right in the bud, right in residency. What do you need the courts for? You got the abuser out. The rest of the family can still stay, provided that they could still pay the rent or the mortgage. You mitigate liability. You maintain property reputation. Your vacancy rates will drop. Your tenants, your residents feel safe. That's it. You don't have to uproot the kids and move away. And then your abuser finds you and move them out of school. And no, because we remove the responsibility of safety out of the victim's hands and in the hands of everybody. This is it's everybody's job to make sure that we're safe, right? So don't put it just on the victim, on the victim that has a black eye that is bruised, that is trying to keep the kids together. And meanwhile, they just got beat up, male or female. And then we tell them, leave, right? Just leave. Why don't you just leave? Well, we go over 50 reasons why victims can't just leave. There's a lot involved. Money, religion, police maybe that didn't act in your best interest the laws, the judges, you're blamed from family. Maybe you have a handicap. Maybe you want to keep it together for the kids. And in my TEDx talk, it's the title. If you're a victim of home violence, don't leave, stay. And it's all about get the abuser out and stay out. You stay right where you are. Why should you pay the price for their barbaric ways. And children are automatic victims. So I want to say, like, yes, you could call all of the usual, the domestic violence hotline. It's just that it it works only for a small percentage of people. And I feel that what we're doing with Oso Safe, it will really change the face of residency and really get everyone to open their eyes and say, wow, yeah, I shouldn't act like a beast. And I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to be homeless because I won't have access to my kids and I won't have access to the residents. And that's how it should be, quite frankly. It should be. So I hope I answered the question. I want to say to your listeners, document 
Don't blame yourselves. It's not your fault. You're not alone. Get us into your properties. Get us into your kids' schools and into your workplaces. And I want to say to kids, because we have an entity, Oso Safe Kids, it's part of the Oso Safe certification. Speak out on behalf of your own abuse. I know it's scary, but they are singularly the only population of people that we don't hear from. And yet the attacks are on them, abused kids, right? Everybody else speaks for them. The lawyers, the cops, the child protective service agencies, the judges, let them speak. Let them dictate where they want to live. And in, in an also safe certified property, you can. So I, I again, I think I went off on a tangent, but I hope I answered the question as far as mm-hmm you know, for your listeners who are in trouble. And I want to say we're working as fast as we can, everybody. We're working as fast as we can for you, for all of you, for my healing, your healing. We're very hopeful and very positive about the whole situation. So be patient. And yeah. Well, I thank you a lot, Sabrina, because I feel like we could be talking about these topics forever because you have such an intriguing mind and the way that you think is so great because I wish there were more people who think like you, who want to have this moment, who want to try to make a difference, who are trying to let people know that what's real and what's not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You can go to the cops, but there's a real 50-50 chance that you're going to act a positive resolution or positive justice or nothing may happen and the blame may go right back to you. But that's a chance that you unfortunately have to take in this society because no matter where you are around the world, justice isn't really much justice nowadays. And it's kind of sad that that's how it is. And I really do hope that also safe goes worldwide because like you said, violence is everywhere and it's not stopping because there's so many evil people mentally who don't know how to control themselves and they live impulsively and they react in anything that comes by or if the wind blows the wrong way. And it's sad. It's truly sad. The fact that you are being so real and so genuine to who you are and what you believe and and the passion that oozes out of you because I can feel it, you know, this is something real for you, you know, and I hope my listeners are able to feel that too, because this is real. This is something that needs to be aware so that the next generation know the signs and know how to handle this so that the following generation doesn't even have to deal with this, you know, we may be affected, but at least now we are speaking up so that the next generation can be aware, you know, so I thank you. And I really do hope that it does go worldwide because it can save so many people because just yesterday in the news, I just finished hearing a lady strangled her eight-year-old boy to death. But the worst part about it is the CPS, I guess, apparently have been aware that there was problems in that house. And it's sad because the father had to call 911 and had to tell the cops that just the day before the mother attacked the older son. And it's ridiculous. It, that child's death could have been prevented. It could have been prevented, just like you were saying, and naming those children. And unfortunately, that little boy is on that list now. And it's fair because those children have no just, you know, those children have no peace of mind knowing that it could have been prevented, you know, and it's sad. It's truly sad. And the time is running out. But if you have one last advice to give the audience, what would it be? You have the right to be safe in your own home. Safety will become a a required standard condition of residency. 
just because you are a parent, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your kid. Mm-hmm. And invite good people in your life. You deserve to have good people in your life, good relationships. And it's a practice. It is indeed a practice. So we need to do this every day, all day, as much as possible. So that way our kids will learn from us. So all of those things, I would say, tie together. But we're very positive about the whole situation. So it's going to work. We'll see to it. It's going to work. No, I believe it. I believe it is going to work because good always comes out shining and it will always spread. So I truly believe that. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Check out Also oh Safe. I have her web link on MitziThinking.com. Go check it out as she's on social media follow her. She posts up videos as much as she can. Believe me, I watch those videos. So you should watch those videos because we need to educate not only ourselves, but our youth and everybody around us. So with that being said, keep watching, stay tuned for more topics that we're going to be discussing. Bye.